We've talked a lot about the SEC. What about other teams in other conferences, such as Clemson or Louisville or FSU? Let's dive into some teams there. Do I think that there's going to be another team outside of the SEC that might have a really good season? What do I think about teams in the, either the SEC East and the SEC West and if they can compete? And of course, now that it's NFL preseason, how do our teams in the South look? All this and more on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. Let's go. Let's go. Don't wait. This almost over. Honest. Let's make this night last what is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Sorman, at Jake's Take Podcast, at Jake's So 14. And as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network. Check us out on our pod page, and I will drop that link later. But I think in this regard, it's important for us to kind of look at some other schools in regards to scores from the SEC. So obviously, I know that in our last Tuesday episode, we highlighted UAB. And I know some people aren't going to look at UAB as really the most exciting football school. But, I mean, it's a school that needs to be highlighted. So, what school do we think could actually make a shot or have a shot in the South or exceed expectations? Well, obviously, the first that might come to mind is Clemson. Now, what about Clemson? What do we need to highlight with Clemson? The first and foremost thing to discuss about Clemson is that they are in South Carolina. They are in the ACC. So obviously they're just not in the SEC, but they bit of, they do have a bit of a rivalry with Alabama, and really it's just because they both got to the national championship a few games, and it always came down to the wire. So I think in this regard, it is important for us to highlight Clemson, but this is also a very different year for Clemson. Most importantly, because they lost their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator. That's right. They lost Brett Venables to Oklahoma. That was a very big loss because many people considered that Brett Venables was going to be the next coach at Clemson. And I think with that, that's just really a big blow. I mean, I look at that and think, well, you know, what did this mean as a defense? Because he coached a lot of great defensive players. I mean, he coached A.J. Terrell. He coached Dexter Lawrence. So all these players, that definitely means a lot. But also, you lost Tony Elliott. Now, you lost two coaches who had been there for such a long time. And you returned Dabo. But last year, they had a pretty down season. I mean, they were number 16 in the coaches' poll. Now, I know someone would say, well, they were 10-3. and How's that a down season? I mean, they didn't really do as well. They didn't live up to expectations. And I think with that, that's kind of just something that needs to be highlighted. You know, in their first game against Georgia, and this is the game where they're talking about their new quarterback, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name, DJU, because I'm going to mispronounce it. He goes out there, and he doesn't even score a single touchdown. And then in a game against North Carolina State, they go into two overtimes, end up losing there. And then at Pittsburgh, in the Kenny Pickett game, they lost there. Now, this isn't meant to be mean or to give grief to the ACC, but they're not a super strong team like they used to, or a super strong conference. It used to be that Clemson, FSU, and Louisville would be very good because, you know, Louisville, you had Teddy Bridgewater and then you had Lamar Jackson. Now, it's really just kind of Clemson stands out. So, it's not too, too well-known. 
I think in this regard, you could still see some improvement from Clemson in the ACC. But right now, I'm not too, too sure. Now, with Clemson, do I think they could be in a much more competitive conference? Absolutely. I think that they could be in the SEC. Because right now, you know, they are so close to South Carolina. And South Carolina and Clemson do not like each other. So I think in this regard, it could work. But obviously with conference realignment right now, they might choose not to be. Here's the other thing, too, about if Clemson were to move to the SEC. They wouldn't be top dog anymore. And that's the hard thing for a lot of these conferences, too, when they have realignment, is that these players and these teams aren't going to be top dog. Now, if you were Alabama and you moved to conference, well, you know, that's different. But with Clemson, they wouldn't be the top tier. If they were to move into the SEC, they're going up against Georgia, Alabama, and you have all these other teams that are rotating in in dominance. You know, Tennessee's on the rise. Florida's going to be on the rise. Texas A&M is on the rise. So you have all these teams. It's a very competitive conference. So maybe that's just why Clemson isn't there. My thought with Clemson is that right now, they are trying to win with newer people and newer coaches. I think they can because the ACC is not the most competitive. But I can see them struggling too. I think with this regard, you have a lot of young players. You have a lot of players who might need to step up. But you also need to see the consistency of your quarterback. Because right now, we saw that there were times where Trevor Lawrence struggled and his youth was exposed. Maybe this is the case with DJU. In regards to a team that could compete outside the SEC, I think it is possible that there are teams that can. Now, obviously, with this, we've had players and we've had teams who have been very good before but right now this is you know something where we've seen the sec dominant in this regard now pulling up the coaches poll here's how the pre-season coaches poll looks ranking wise you've got alabama at number one ohio state at number two georgia clemson notre dame michigan texas a&m utah oklahoma baylor oklahoma state oregon North Carolina State, Michigan, USC. That's a pretty standard list, but there are some questions I have there. With Clemson, I feel like putting them at four is a little too generous. Kind of same with Notre Dame. Michigan, kind of same there. Texas A&M, yeah, kind of the same there. I didn't watch much Utah. Oklahoma, so Oklahoma hired Brett Venables from Clemson. Now, that's definitely going to be a little bit different to see. Baylor, they were pretty good. Oklahoma State was good. Oregon, Oregon's going to be an exciting team to watch. Same with NC State, Michigan State, Mel Tucker, a disciple of the Nick Saban coaching tree, will be fun to watch. And then Lincoln Riley at USC will be very exciting too. Now, I think in this regard, it's something that I'll just have to kind of wait and see. With Alabama, you have the returning Heisman Trophy winner. And then with Ohio State, you have C.J. Stroud, who is a phenomenal quarterback. Those make sense. Georgia, they're still stacked on their defense. Obviously, I'm not still super sold on Stetson Bennett because he isn't the best quarterback in his conference. I'm sorry, Georgia fans. You know, you can scream at me. You can bark at me as much as you want. That's just how I feel. Clemson, I feel like that's kind of too generous. Same with Notre Dame. Same with Michigan. Same with A&M. So I think in this regard, we could see some different teams who could, you know, come out because that's the thing about college 
football is that not everything is, is what it seems. In 2012, Alabama got upset by Texas A&M, and many people counted them out. And then a few weeks later, Stanford beat Oregon, and Baylor beat Kansas State. So Alabama could be number two, and then Alabama won the national championship. So it's so crazy that the things would happen. Or even think about 2007, when I think it was number two was always losing each week, so everyone was afraid to be number two. I think with this regard, it's too early to say that there might be a team that can be the decisive, you know, upset or someone who can make a difference. But, I mean, anything is possible. You could see so many different teams or so many different players step up. I mean, you know, how many times has there been a Heisman candidate at the beginning of the season who actually wins at the end of the season? You think they picked Bryce Young to win it right away last year? I don't think so. Well, I don't remember. I don't want to speak for that. But I think with this, it's really too soon for me to pick who I might have making a New Year's Six Bowl or making the playoffs. So really, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. We might reevaluate this after, let's say, week four, week five. But I think in this regard, you know, this is a pretty standard list. And for the most part, I agree with it. We'll just have to kind of wait and see in the next few weeks. In regards to teams outside the SEC and if they can compete, I definitely think that there are teams that are able to compete and can do it. Now, I think first example definitely comes up with Ohio State, Michigan, and even just reading off that list too, there was also NC State. Now, NC State, that's also really cool because they are a team in the South. So I think it's very possible that there is going to be a team outside of the SEC that represents in either whether it's a playoff game or if it's in regards to maybe a championship game, do I have them winning the championship? Once again, I know that's something that I'm going to have to discuss later on throughout the season because it's just too early to confirm. There aren't many teams who you can just say, yes, they'll win. I know that people will say Alabama is going to win every year. And sometimes that might be the case, and sometimes it's not. But I think with this, with preseason expectations, it is just pretty hard to really just choose who you think is going to win. I think it could be that a lot of these schools have a great shot. I mean, I think Clemson might be better in this year. I think Michigan State, I mean, they beat Ohio State for the first time in a while. So they definitely deserve a shot. And I think there are teams in the... Big 10 or the Pac-12 or the Big 12, I think they all have shots. But once again, that's just something we're going to have to reevaluate in the upcoming weeks of the college football season. Now, in regards to teams from the SEC, I definitely think that the SEC is going to be a lot more competitive this year. And that's something that I am very excited for. Obviously, in years past, it has been something where people say that the SEC is kind of a cakewalk. And in a sense, it kind of is because, you know, there have been times where it was Alabama and basically a cakewalk, or like I had said previously, Florida and Georgia and a cakewalk to the east. That doesn't seem like the case anymore. It seems that right now, more and more teams are stepping up, especially when it comes to football, and that's something to be excited for. Now, in regards to football, is there a team that I can see definitely stepping up or a team that can definitely make a difference? Actually, being completely honest, I think so. Looking at the East, you have Georgia ranked number three, Kentucky ranked number 20. And then in the West, you have Alabama at number one and Arkansas at number 19, A&M at number six and Ole Miss at number 21. Those are pretty 
good statistics. And I mean, that's, you know, six teams ranked in the top 25. That's still pretty monumental. But I think in this regard, there are going to be other teams to be on the watch for. I remember that with Ole Miss, you have Wayne Kiffin. Wayne Kiffin is an offensive genius. He's really good when it comes to utilizing offense. Yes, he says some really weird things in his press conferences. And he's also very funny on Twitter. But I could see that Ole Miss being a pretty competitive team too. They won 10 games last year. Texas A&M, the biggest concern there is Anaya Smith. What exactly happens there and how is Texas A&M going to handle that? They also are bringing back a quarterback who broke his leg last year. So it's making sure that he's still performing well, but they also have a few other guys. Obviously with Tennessee, we highlighted them last week. It all comes down to Hendon Hooker and Josh Hoople in year two. South Carolina, you have a player with Spencer Rattler's caliber, but it depends on what version of Spencer Rattler you're getting. He was very dynamic in his freshman year, but he kind of settled down last year, was ultimately benched. So what version are you going to get there? Kentucky, you have Will Levis. How's the loss of Jermaine Burton going to affect you? And then you have teams like Missouri, Vanderbilt, and we'll just see. I mean, they're wildcard teams. Then you get to the West, Arkansas. How are things going to look with KJ Jefferson in this year? But you don't have Traylon Burks. LSU, you have a new head coach. What's going to happen there? Auburn, you don't have Bo Nix, but you have TJ Finley and you have a new quarterback who's the quarterback who actually beat and upset Alabama. Mississippi State, what's the air rate going to look like this year? And then you get to Alabama and the questions are, Who's going to catch the ball? Now, obviously, as a graduate and a fan of Alabama, I want to always say that this division is in the Alabamas. But things happen. Things are not always what they seem. It could be possible that another team steps up. But right now, every team has question marks. And every team is going to do something new and different. And every team is going to be prepared for whatever happens. So I think in this regard, we just have to wait and see. It could be anyone's game right now. But as of right now, I think we just have to continue to see. Alabama was picked to win the SEC. They won the SEC last year. They won the SEC the year before. There's a pattern. I think in this case, we just need to see which teams continue to step up. Because right now, numbers are numbers. We haven't watched a single game of football yet. So we'll just have to continue to see what happens. And who knows? There might be a change. There might be a new dynamic or environment. There might be players who step up. All of this is subject to change, and that's what's so great about college football. And finally, let's highlight some of our small market teams in the NFL. Obviously, it's the NFL preseason. I know it doesn't really matter too much to people, but it's still a way to get an idea of the teams and the depth that they have on each team. Now, obviously, the first team I want to highlight is New Orleans Saints. They played their preseason game. And they were leading, and then last second, they lost. But it's okay, because one, it is the preseason. And two, none of the starters were playing. I mean, Cam Jordan wasn't dressed to play. Neither was Demario Davis. And that's a big reason, too, because they want to make sure that players aren't injured. Speaking of injury, Zach Wilson almost had a really bad injury. He's okay. Same with Drake London. That would have been a huge blow to both the Falcons and the Jets. Another thing that I want to highlight really with the NFL preseason is that while these games don't matter, it gives a shot to see what these teams can do. Obviously, the Panthers brought in Sam Darnold last year, and they brought in Baker Mayfield this year. 
it's still a very open competition about who's going to play, but it's still something that's going to be highlighted. With Atlanta, they've obviously chosen that Marcus Mariota is going to be the starter, but Desmond Ritter did have a great last minute drive to win that preseason game. Once again, I know it's not much, but still, it's something to look to because who knows, something could change and Desmond Ritter could step up. Obviously, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we highlighted them last week. We want to make sure that we see what's going on with this team. There are a lot of players who are going to step up. There are a lot of new players. You need to figure out some things with tight end. You just signed Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph is good, but Kyle Rudolph is not Gronk. We have to keep an eye on these preseason games. We have to track these injuries. We have to track to see what people are thinking. But I think in this case, right now, it is a good time to see that exposure, what this really means. In other words, too, what I'm waiting to hear back is what happens with Alvin Kamara in regards to the Saints. We haven't heard much about his conviction. Someone had mentioned that it's likely that he has to go the 23 season being suspended. Who knows? We'll just have to see. But at this case right now, NFL preseason is back. We'll just see how everything goes. But most importantly, I hope everyone has a meaningful game and gets to play as much as they can. But also that there aren't any major injuries because injuries do suck. But that is going to do on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for all the love, all the support, and for checking us out. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Jake's Takes Podcast, or my personal Instagram, jakesil 14 You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Amazon. We're basically on every content for podcasts. You can also find this episode on Variety Sports. Give them a follow at Variety underscore sports underscore you can find them on Twitter as well. I'll also, once again, link the link tree and the pod page too. Once again, thank you so much for all the love, all the support. I'm so excited to keep getting content out for everyone. We've grown so much over the past four months, and I'm excited for more. Obviously, when we make our Friday episode, we're going to keep highlighting some more of the up-and-coming news in regards to our South teams, whether it's with college, whether it's with the pros, but I'm super excited to get that out. So as always, thanks so much for tuning in. Love each other, create adventures, create excitement, be the best version of you you can be, make memories, make smiles, make the people you love happy. And as always, I will see and hear from you all later. Take care.